And folks, that's the way we'll start Geekiest Show Ever, Episode 213. Mark thinks he's not a dummy, and he's back with us this week. So we will say hello to him first. How you going, Mark? Oh, I'm pretty good, guys, and uh, yeah, I'm not a dummy, not at the moment. Give it give it time, though, although I did do my neck in, so that's why I'm on the portable podcasting system, which is uh, basically, it's called the Apple Earbuds with the iPhone lying back on the lounge with a heat bag on the neck, because uh, let's just put it this way, Kevin's a pain in the neck, and if I had to sit and look at him for the next hour, I'd, I'd get an even stiffer neck than I've got now. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, isn't that funny? Ha ha. You're a real singer. <laughs> you, you, you know what? The truth is, Gretel calls me a pain in the neck, so, you know, I probably deserve the agony I'm in. That's not how she refers to it when we talk about, when her and I talk about you, but. Well, she probably calls say, me a pain in the ass, but, you know. I was going to say she was being generous then, so apparently she likes <laughs> you a little bit better right then, so. Well, I, I tell you what, Mark, I can help you feel better. I had to have a piece of fiberglass dug out of one of my fingers today, and Ooh. I was and I was going to take some pictures of it because it had some nice pus, no. pus coming oh. out. How, how long pus? is this thing? How long has it been there? Yeah. It had been in there a day or so. Day. How in God's name did it stay in there a day? It went deep under the skin. Oh, gross! Then I had to have uh, had to have Patty take a. Nice sharp needle and dig around in there and dig it out. I'm sure she enjoyed that. Oh, she doesn't mind. You know, if it's causing <laughs> me pain. pain on you. Yeah, yep, absolutely. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> Most of our wives prefer to inflict pain upon us. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. They, they read a manual or something that says, if you can inflict pain. Uh, I have one word for you guys. Childbirth. Yes, true. Yes, yes. That's mm. that's their justification. It's all about getting even with us. <laughs> yeah, you guys had yeah. sixty seconds of fun, and she had to go through childbirth, and so yeah, it's uh, it's a uh, uh, recon- uh, but, recompense time. But see, I, I don't ever recall them complaining and going, "Oh no, we don't want children because we don't want to go through childbirth." They they quite happily do it, and, and then well, what makes it even crazier? They do it again, so they do it one time. And then they complain about that one time, but then they do it a second time. Oh my god! That's uh, right. I grew up with a lady who did it thirteen times. Whoa! That that would have been like a superwoman. Yeah, she was. <laughs> then her husband walked out on her. Oh, bastard! Yeah, well, he was different. So that's enough about uh, uh, ailments and stuff like that. We'll say hello to Mr. McPeak for this evening. How are you doing, Mr. McPeak? Oh, not too bad here. I'm uh, uh, doing some uh, last-minute prepping here while we uh, uh, are talking, so that's why I'm mildly distracted here. But Because uh, well, we we got a new segment that Kevin's going to introduce here in a bit. And uh, I had an idea, but then I thought, well, maybe I'll get a better idea, so... I'm Folks, Mike didn't do his homework. I did well, a little bit. I had one thing in mind here. You know, I hope. I just hope this segment replaces the other segment that's just a waste of everybody's time. Oh, no. Nope. It's coming up. Nope. It's here. No, 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 no. Folks, this needs to go on Andy and Narco's celestial waste of bandwidth. 
kind no, of no. thing. When we we get do not re- need to waste everyone's bandwidth on this, Kevin. We get requests, and we have this. we have weather reports sent in. I receive weather reports uh, from across the globe. Uh, you listeners are pathetic. And please send that to markgreentree at uranus.com. <laughs> <laughs> really? Do we need to do the weather report? Yes, oh, we this, show, this show has just gone to the dogs. Well, hey, we can go from you know international uh, to intergalactic and say that there's probably ice rings around Saturn. Now, I would prefer that. That would be cool. We need the aliens calling in and, and, and giving us their weather report. That would be absolutely awesome. And I'm perfectly happy to have the aliens send their weather reports in. Please, all aliens and interstellar intergalactic beings, if you have a weather report that you would like to share with us, please feel free to do so. But to continue on with our well, lovely... All, all, all we need to do now, guys, we won't tell the listeners about this, but we'll just ask Guy and Gaz to sort of do their special effects alien voices and, and send us in a weather report. Wait, those are special effects? <laughs> Aren't they? I don't think so. Oh, jeez. I've met uh... Guy. He's pretty alien. <laughs> oh, I've geez, been, I'm worried I stood, now. I've stood next to Guy in real life and looked up at his alien being. He's well, just taller so long... than you? Wow. Oh, yeah. good lord, yes. He's six foot four, six foot five. Hey, just as long as I don't come at you with any funny looking devices. No probing. <laughs> so, so before Mark derails me again, folks, it is currently a lovely 54 degrees here, here, here at my home on Sunday, the evening of Sunday, May 22nd. And Mr. McPeak, what, what be your forecast, sir? Well, uh, we're hoping that we're going to have some showers here eventually. Uh, right now, we're at 76, and oh, it says there's a 100% chance of uh, precipitation, which is good because we're getting a tad dry around here. We usually don't complain uh, if we get water. Uh, oh, yeah, there's some lovely things out there on the radar. Um, so, yeah, we're kind of hoping, and uh, I'm hoping, this is going to sound a little weird until I explain it, but I'm hoping we get some heavy rains with a nice west wind. Um, we have a roof leak at the school, and I'm trying to track it down. My theory is right now where the flat roof goes up, the membrane goes up on the side of the wall that meets the gym. Uh, I don't think it's sealed tight there because if we get a rain from the west, the west side leaks. If we get a rain from the east, the east side leaks. Uh, but, you know, neither the twain shall meet. Um, and so I had uh, the other custodian get up on the roof with some spray uh, sealant, and he sprayed half of it. Before we go spending you know, money on stuff that may or may not work, we did half of it. So if it comes from the West, half the uh, ceiling is wet and the other half isn't, we may have found the thing that fixed it, uh, to fix it. Because I've been arguing with it for, cripes, three, four, five, six years now. Uh, it just drives me up. Well, it's not big leaks, but it's just enough to stay in the ceiling tiles. So um, I'm hoping, like I say, everyone hope for a good West wind. Or we'll just uh, you know, have Mark and Kevin stand on the West side and, and talk at the building, and that may accomplish the same thing. Well, Mark's on the <laughs> west side of the building anyway, so he can just blow hard as all he wants. Okay. You know, and, and looking at my weather prognostication tools, it would appear that you and Mark are exactly the same temperature within about a half a degree. Awesome. There you go. Hey, you, you know what, Kevin? It has been dipping down a little bit cooler uh, down in Australia uh, recently, but you'll be proud of me. I've been wearing shorts and a T-shirt the whole time. And I've been going down as low as 11 degrees and, uh, and going out for a, a nice walk in shorts and a T-shirt. Well, 11 degrees is, Celsius is plenty warm enough. 
I mean, that's almost Mankini weather. Yeah, right. no, but see, with me in the past, that would normally be, oh, God, I've got to be rugged up. But I'm, I'm manned out this year. I'm, I'm going to see how far I can get before I've got to put long pants on. Well, uh, I'm just thankful you've got pants on, if you really want me to be honest. <laughs> I, I think, think the neighbors are, too. That's true. That's very true. I'm pretty sure. I'm actually pretty sure the country's thankful for it. <laughs> All of oh, us. I'm sure, I'm sure there'd be the occasional lady out there that would like to see me without my pants on. All of you ladies out there that would like to see Mark without his <laughs> pants on, please don't tell us, okay? <laughs> we don't want to know. This would not yeah, be. Yeah, but good. I do. <laughs> oh dear lord. So, so Mike, Mike alluded to a, a new segment that I wanted to introduce at the beginning of the show. So here's, here's what, this will be a semi-regular segment, you know, weekly sometime, maybe a little break in between. I will pose the question to uh, Mike and uh, the other guy there. <laughs> when, when he shows up. Yeah, that's, that's the true part. When he decides to show up, I will pose a question. They will be given a dollar value, a range. And they are to come up with a geeky thing, and it can be anything, and there's no limit, it's not necessarily technology or anything like that, that they would buy if they had that amount of cash to just throw away on something. Not that we don't do that on a regular basis anyway, folks, but... <laughs> well, maybe we should put some stipulations here and rule out tablets for me and jump drives for Kevin. Yes, we are ruling those two things out. Unless and, there's and records for me. And Yes, any type of vinyl... CDs or anything like that for Mark. Any kind of stuff that we would get anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. And can, can, can and it can't be stuff that we've already got, can no, it? No, it has to be something right. you don't own. Mm-hmm. So this this is kind of like a geeky wish list? A list? A geeky list? Whatever. I don't care what the hell you want to call it. So I put out, this week we're doing anything up to... $150, and not only do you have to tell us what you want, or what, you know, the two guys here, what you guys want, but give us the reason that you like it, and then I'll share mine too. So we're going to start this week with Mr. Green Tree since he's back with us. Oh, I feel special now. Well, my one for this week is actually one that Kevin would normally pick if he was actually allowed to pick USB Um Storage drives. I want to get a couple of the SanDisk UltraFits uh, USB 3 uh, drives, and but they're the 128 gigabyte uh, models. Now, I've already got one 64 gigabyte model, but the reason why I want to get two of the 128 is because I've got two USB ports on the MacBook Air. So my MacBook Air comes uh, with 128 gigs installed, but I can go up to like 384, if my mathematics is correct, by adding 256 with those two separate um, USB sticks. So I was thinking one could be for photographs and video and the other could be for music, for instance, or just get some stuff off the main hard drive so that you're not having slowdowns. You know how everyone sets up their computers a bit differently, but I always have a, a temperate dump area where I just save temporary files to it and occasionally I'll go through it and delete stuff and occasionally I'll keep stuff from it but I almost need like a triage area where I can just put the stuff and not worry about constantly getting that message you're running out of storage space um, and they're going to set me back unfortunately the stupid thing is that they're not easily 
are accessible in Australia. You can't find them in all the big office stores and so forth. I don't know. Australians are weird. They like big jump, uh, big uh, USB thumb drives. They don't like the little tiny small ones. I don't know. Something about bigger is better down here. I think we're probably nuts. But anyway, um, but so you can't find them easily locally. And when you can, they're priced very, very uh, heavily. But I've been looking on Amazon, and I can bring them in from the U.S. For about, I think last time I looked, they were about $35 each. So by the time you add shipping, it works out to be about $90 to Australian dollars for 256 gigs. Uh, and then the whole idea is that this will stop me from needing to actually go and, and upgrade my laptop anytime soon because, of course, if I go and upgrade a laptop, you're talking about, $1,000 plus minimum, and you're still at that entry point, you're still at 128 gigs, which just isn't quite enough. So that's my pick. Two of those drives uh, comes under the 150, and uh, yeah, that money left over, maybe I could take the family out for a nice dinner. Who knows? Yeah, I'm looking at them now. They're $30.55. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're extremely good. I mean, the 64 gig one I've got is very, very good, very reliable. In the MacBook Airs, they sit perfectly. You can use the MacBook Air on your knee just like you normally would, and they sit very flush to the system, and you get very used. You get used to it being there very quickly, so they're not obtrusive, which is good. Now, even though they are USB three, they are a little bit slower to get started um, when you transfer in files. But once they get up to speed on a larger file or a large series of files, uh, they do fly through. But they're not going to be anywhere near the speed of the full size uh, USB three uh, thumb drives. Yeah, I'm not going to mention the fact that I got three brand new ones sitting here in the package. <laughs> uh, two of the Sandisk, and one of them is a what is this one? A PNY. I was sh I was sh I would. Mark doesn't have video this week, folks, but I can show uh, Mr. McPeak my hand of. Oh boy, there are three brand new ones I've never opened yet because I'm still using the <laughs> other ones. Now, so. now, see, listeners, what I'm doing is I, I feel sympathy for you each and every week because we don't pump out video. So I'm making sure that I can understand what these two guys are talking about because if I can't understand them, then you can't. And the nice thing is he can't see us, so we can do all the kind of rude gestures that we want. Oh, I know. It's so great. It's actually, it, it really is, I can talk and not be interrupted. It's wonderful. Yeah, well, you're an asshole. The um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we knew that already. So did the listeners. Oh, did they? Yeah, I think we we I took did. a poll. They were nice enough not to tell you that. <laughs> so you asked them specially. <laughs> yeah, I did put out the poll. Is Mark an asshole? <laughs> and Please you know, tell me at least one person said yes. <laughs> Only three out of five thought so. <laughs> <laughs> well, he sim he simplified it. All he had for check marks was yes. So uh, <laughs> it's what you call one of those simplified surveys. Yes, it, it was an extremely simplified survey. But yeah, I'll say that's Mark. I'm jealous of it. And if you have trouble importing them, let me know because I have an import channel that'll get them directly to you. Will do. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, I, the last one arrived very well. Actually, I've been very happy. Um, even though the Amazon Australia store doesn't have um, a lot of items, like it's mainly just for the digital items like ebooks and stuff, um, 
Amazon just hasn't come out here yet, which is a shame. Um, but I've never had a problem. Uh, anything that I order from Amazon generally is here within like 10 days and it, it's always been a good experience. So I can't, can't fault it. The only thing you've got to be careful of when you're importing from Amazon, uh, wherever you are, um, is just the, the shipping, depending on which vendor is shipping. I tend to go for ones that come direct from Amazon. So they go, the stock goes to Amazon's warehouse, even if it's from a third party seller and then they, um, send it out because that way, I've noticed the shipping costs are very um, they're, they're reasonable. Let me just put it that way. Whereas other individual vendors, they they can really uh, you know you could almost pay the same amount again in shipping if you go through a third party vendor. So uh, always go for the ones uh, for international buyers anyway that uh, have Amazon. What is it? Amazon? Uh, it's not dispatched. It's something else that comes up. I yeah, can't remember. Apologies it's Amazon remember. shipped by Amazon or fulfilled by Amazon. Fulfilled, yes. That's yeah, it. So go, go for those ones and always a good experience. Yeah, I, uh, I'll, I'll talk a little later in the show about something that uh, I just had fulfilled by Amazon, which was very satisfying. Oh, okay. oh. Sounds <laughs> a little bit strange. No, it's not strange at all. Okay. So, so, so that's yours. Uh, Mr. McPeak, would you like to share what you've been hastily searching? <laughs> yeah, and I go, I go over a little bit. Well, yeah, I go over. Uh, but it serves two purposes. Uh, one, it'll annoy Mark, and two, it'll make Kevin happy. Um, plus, plus. Plus, plus, yes. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, I'll drop the link here into uh, the chat so you guys can look at it. But it is a... Uh, Bloom Sky Outdoor Weather Station. Now, I already have one, but this one has video. So it would annoy Mark because, hey, it's weather. And, you know, I could, you know, even I could send him the information. But it's got a camera built into it. Uh, So then uh, Kevin could see our atrocious snow, and that would make him happy in the uh, um, winter I'm going to need a minute here, folks. (laughs) Now, it's $199. Like I say, it went over, but like I say, it served two purposes. So that $25 a piece, yeah, it brings it down to 150 in my book. Well, if you want to buy it used, it does come in at $149.99. So technically, I'm okay. But, uh, you know, I like this one because, you know, I've talked last year about the, uh, I put that weather station up on the roof. But I do, did kind of wish they had video because that way people could see the weather that we're having here. Um, although in the, uh, sometimes in the wintertime, just hold the white sheet up in front of your face, and that'll pretty much describe what it is here because when the wind starts blowing and the snow starts moving around, it looks kind of like a white sheet of paper. But uh, I thought it'd be kind of interesting because, um, like I said, I know Kevin always likes snow porn, and this way he could have a constant <laughs> supply of it. Um, and like I, said, I just, and, you know, we're always talking about the weather here, but, you know, weather happens all around the world, and I just figured, um, and, you know, I'm, I like to talk about South Dakota here and the fact that we had diverse weather, that we can go from like uh, 30 below here to we've gone up to like 110 at different times. Uh, not recently, but uh, we have done that. So, um, and I just thought something like that. And anybody who's, you know, interested in just uh, plain old weather porn, because uh, I've got one of them, my, mine listed through Weather Underground. Uh, whether anybody can see it or not, I'm not sure. I should try a different computer that doesn't have all my stuff on it. See, um, but uh, I've got listed on Weather Underground, and this one I think could be listed there too. So, uh, and then you could have the video there too. So, because uh, if you go to uh, Weather Underground, they do show uh, um, 
different sites, uh, different, some people have, uh, weather cams up. Um, I don't know if there's any close here. I think the closest ones is probably Watertown, which is about 30 miles away out by the lake or something like that. But, oh yeah, I, I will have to admit anytime I hear of any extreme weather going on, I start, I'm, I'm quickly Googling for weather cams in the area. You know, when hurricanes come in on the, I already have several in the North South Carolina area. So if there's a hurricane coming through, I can pull them up and watch the hurricane pass as long as there's, you know, data feed and there's electricity to the place. So I always find those interesting. And then, uh, yeah, there's lots of snow cams that I have. <laughs> I have, I have a I'm, whole I'm say It is pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It's a really cool device. I think you should get one, Mark, so we could see Australia. Yeah. Would that just be a big, yeah. flat, uh, grassy plain? <laughs> <laughs> More like a dirt one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's being generous, but, you know. Uh, well, and I'm looking here, and I don't know. Um, they say there's about 28 webcams uh, in or around South Dakota. Well, there's, it says there's one here by Clear Lake Crooks. Okay, there's some somewhat near me. Yeah, one in Watertown here. I think that's out. Two in Watertown. Um, I think that's out by the lake or something like that. But I mean, yeah, they're kind of interesting. So that you know, it can, and in the summertime, it'd be real interesting to watch uh, summer storms roll in because they can be uh, both fascinating and horrifying sometimes. Yeah, they can. Well, I I have to admit too that I use uh, there's a site and this is available to anybody. I, they might even be worldwide and some they're in a few countries called Traffic Land. That's L-A-N-D dot com. And they have all these traffic cameras. And you can, you know, pick an area. Like I could pick Virginia and I can pick different areas. And there's a bunch of traffic cams, even in the small area that I live in, that let me see what the weather's like. And I use one in particular for the mountain that I cross between here and work. And when I'm home, if I'm getting ready to leave and I think the weather's bad, I check it to see to see if anything's crossing the mountain. And I keep my eye on it at work if the weather started to get bad to see if I can get back across the mountain on the way home. So uh, they're very handy things to have. And I like the traffic cameras, especially along the interstates and stuff like that. You can see some interesting things at times. So uh, I'll try to yeah. put a link to the show notes. And they are international. I just don't remember what all countries they're in. So, but they so I, must, I must admit, because I, I go out and I do a lot of walking in the day and so forth. And I, I think last time I was on, I was telling you guys that I, I was clocking up to about 16 Ks a day, uh, which is fantastic. Um, health-wise, anyway. Um, but I, I always go to my Apple Watch and, and go to the little weather. I've, I've got the weather that comes up um, naturally on, on the, the screen, so I know what the weather condition is at any time. And I've got the highs and the lows and, and the, the current um, weather and whether it's fair or whether it's uh, going to rain or whatnot. And then I love being able to tap in and, and go and, and sort of look at the the clock face and then see oh what's it going to be doing at three o'clock when i've got to go and pick my kids up and then i can also go and check out the forecast for the next two weeks which is cool and this this data comes from the weather channel and um i i find that it's really really helpful it's really wonderful it even gives you a percentage um of rain so and it's actually surprisingly accurate um you know if, if it's sort of 60 percent or more that it's going to rain it generally does within 
an hour or two. So it's almost like uh, Doc Brown out of Back to the Future when, you know, he said, wait five more seconds. We haven't quite got there on accuracy yet, but it's it's reasonable. I, I beg to differ. I believe the application Dark Skies, if I remember the correct name of it, I can't get to it right now, uh, at least here in the United States, is very accurate for that sort of thing. It'll tell you it's going to rain in like 15 minutes, and you know what it does in 15 minutes? It rains. It rains. Yeah, does it tell you when it's going to stop, though? Uh, yeah, it, I think it does. I haven't used it for a long time, and I don't I don't have it on my phone for some reason. I don't know why I took it off. But, no, interesting. Uh, but, yeah, well, it's, I, it's really I, good. Hopefully, I, well, hopefully Apple's will continue to get better, because I, I love using it on the Apple Watch, and I love the ability to time travel and just use the digital crown to scroll through to, say, 4 o'clock and see what it's going to be then as well. It's, um... It's super cool. I, I honestly cannot live without my Apple Watch now. It's um, it's one of these products that I didn't know. As you guys know, we were talking about it a bit on the show at different times, and I just didn't really know if it would suit or what purpose I would get out of it. And honestly, I uh, I can't live without it now. It's my uh, timer. I use it as a timer in the kitchen uh, for cooking. I use it to set alarms. I, I use it for fitness. So. Yeah, I just use it for so many things that are somewhat mundane, but before I had to pull out the phone and, and use that, now I, I don't. Now I can just uh, go straight to the watch. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super happy. Well, I just checked traffic land, and the international places are the UK, Canada, Denmark, and New Zealand. So. Oh, we can check out what Alistair's doing. Yes, we, we should have the Alistair cam. And I interestingly enough, there are no traffic cams on this site for North or South Dakota <laughs> or Wyoming. Well, uh, okay. But, but, but do, do they have traffic there, like traffic jams? Well, I was going to really say, bad. all you got to do is Sorry, take Mark. a picture. All you got to do is take a picture of the road and just put it on there. And that would be it. I mean, well, we do get a little <laughs> traffic, but I think you can pretty much do with a still picture and it wouldn't be too, um, uh, it wouldn't change that much. Except maybe for the deer running across the road or something like that. Yeah, you. Yeah, I, as I said before, I'm not too far outside of Washington D.C. and um, you can watch them play bumper cars in, during the daily morning commute if you want on <laughs> on Interstate 66 and 95 in the Beltway. It's you know it's entertainment if nothing else. <laughs> so, all right. So you two have had your chance. I'm going to go. A little bit off campus, but my pick is within the value. It's eighty nine ninety nine, and I will share a link with Mike and Mark here in a second. But what I am looking for, I love clocks. I love to tell time. I love to see, you know, time as my life just ticks away or whatever you, whatever you want to look at. And Mark likes my countdown applications, especially the ones that count down to Christmas. Oh, those, those are horrible. Yeah, look, you had me at clocks, but you mentioned the countdown things, and I'm gone now. No, no, this is not a countdown thing, but it, my fascination with time. But this is something, I actually have it on my Amazon wish list. It's called the DB Tech Big Oversized Digital Red LED Calendar Clock with Date, Time, and Temperature. I mean, it just has everything. And I'll hey, put the, hey, Kevin. Yes, I, I got I got all that on my Apple Watch. Yeah, but it's not big. I can't see the damn Apple Watch. <laughs> well, I I was going to say this probably fits with your old man eyes, right? It, exactly. And I could hey, put... I, I, actually. Can I ask a serious question with, without sort of any joking? 
do you, do you really have a, a difficulty um, seeing the, the screen on the Apple Watch and being able to actually read from it? I don't have one, so it would be hard for me to say, but I don't think so. No, no. but it, like, have you looked at one and, and it's been difficult? That's, that's what I mean. No, it wasn't hard to read. Mm-hmm. It was the effort of moving my arm up to look at it. I find that it's pretty good, actually. It's not too bad. It's, it's very clear. But, yeah, I, I just didn't know whether or not, from the accessibility side of things, uh, whether or not it was a challenge. Well, no. for, me, it, for me, it's just tilting your head back far enough to look through the damn progressive lenses to see the, the watch face. Mm-hmm. That's my problem. But either that right. or I pull my glasses off so I can look at it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's now I, the couple times I've had one on, you know, uh, a friend or a coworker's had one, and I've uh, looked at it. I didn't have any trouble reading it at all. But this mm-hmm. clock is really cool. You can get it in like three different display types. You can get it as blue LEDs. I mean, it's got LEDs, man. It's freaking LEDs. Come on, <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with that? You can get it blue, green, or red. And uh, I like the red. The red's very cool. And uh, I just think it's a really wicked cool-looking thing to have up. I wouldn't want it in my room because it would keep me awake at night. But, you know, I think it would be cool to put up at my desk at work, you know, because nobody at work likes my clock that I have on the wall at my desk now. So this would be something I could substitute for it. They don't, cause well, it's what, a, what's wrong with the clock you've got now? Uh, well, let me see if I can find one, and I will share that with you. But uh, it's, it's what's called a bar clock. I don't know if you know the uh, theory behind those or not. Have you ever heard of those? Uh, no, Bar clock, so. does it, is it uh, have wavy numbers so when the drunks look at it, it makes sense to them? Or No, it's actually completely backwards. The, the entire clock is runs and looks backwards. I'm trying to find one similar to it. Um, oh, so it, it's like the American dating system. Cool, okay. No, no, the American dating system is correct. You're doing it wrong. Um, no, it's day, month, year, not month, day, year. No, it's month, day, year. Trust me. No, no, it's it always makes... day, month. It, 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 it's like you've got to crawl before you can walk and walk before you can run. Yeah, but you drive on the wrong side of the road, too. What are we talking no, about? No, drive on the right side of the road. Oh, you're just bass backwards down there. <laughs> Your toilets go in the wrong direction and everything. No, no, we're perfectly fine. Well, okay, we'll let you live with that delusion, but okay. Good. Yeah, yeah, li- li- live with that delusion. But anyway, this is, I just, I love these types of uh, clocks. I love, you know, these digital clocks and stuff like that. And this one just looks really cool. And I have to say, in all fairness, what I would really like to Ooh, have. Oh, wow, is, that is a wonky clock. <laughs> Mark's looking at the backwards one now that um, I just. I, I, well, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you mean to tell me that the hands go anti-clockwise? Counterclockwise, yes. Okay, yeah, sorry, counterclockwise. Okay, now I can understand why no one at work likes it. Yeah, they well, look. They look at that. That is wrong. That that that's 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 against no. physics. That's that's gonna that's gonna be evil. Uh, no, see, he's got it there specifically for when the Australian Trump, who are backwards, it'll make sense to them. <laughs> Trust me, Mike, that does not make sense. Well, that's the, not the you only know thing. Funny? But... It looks wonky because the one and the 12 are so far away from each other. Yeah, it, that makes it look a little bit strange, too. But uh, I'll try to remember to take a picture and send you guys the one. But it's hanging above, uh, it hangs above my uh, workstation stuff. I don't all 
always notice it the way I'm sitting working. But anybody that walks up to my desk and looks at me, I mean, it's like straight over top of my head. And they're going like, wait, what? <laughs> and the worst part is, is that what I blow their mind is I can read time on it. You know, I can look at it and tell exactly what time it is. And they're going, how did you do that? And I went, well, it's a clock. I mean, <laughs> but of course, then I have to remember when I come home and I have the same type of clock, but normal here above my desk at home. Folks, I have lots of clocks. Let me just put it that way. Um, I have lots so of clocks. So again, again, referencing Back to the Future, you're probably a bit like Doc Brown with all his clocks. Yeah, a little bit. Back to bit. the Future number one, the first well, one? Yeah, a little bit. But then I have to, when I look at the one at home, because I look at the other one at work more and I see the one at home, I sometimes get screwed up on the one that goes the right way around it. Well, I was going <laughs> to say, does your wife clean your clocks? Yeah, she she just, she'd like to clean my clock, yeah. <laughs> Right out of existence. But back to what I was going to say was the, uh, I like this one, but what I really want, and you can no longer get them, is something that Think Geek used to sell, is a Tix, T-I-X clock. I don't know if anybody's familiar with these, and I have, uh, I've actually considered buying one off eBay, and they're just like freaking unbelievably expensive on eBay. So that's the only reason I haven't pulled the trigger on one there. Um, they originally sold for just under a hundred bucks, I think, on uh, Think Geek. But oh, the, yeah, oh, you know, oh, yeah. Who had that? One, one of the internet guys, one of the tech Perillo, guys. Perillo has. Perillo, them. thank you. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of weird, but interesting. Yeah, they are. They're just so cool. And I kept debating. I never. I kept thinking, oh, I'll put it on my Christmas list. I'll put it on my Christmas list, and then they quit making them. So I mean, they have the other one out there called the. Uh, the binary clock, which is kind of cool, but I, I much prefer the ticks clock. I just think it's wicked cool in the way it works. So, hey Kevin, I, I can't remember and I can't say because I'm not watching you on video. But do you have a watch? Uh, I don't. I haven't worn a watch for several months now because the battery died mm-hmm. in my. Uh, I have a really nice watch that my wife gave me a few years ago for Christmas, uh, and the battery died, and I just haven't been to a jeweler to have a new mm-hmm. battery put in it. So I don't wear oh, no, a watch I, I was just wondering, because, like, your fascination with time, I, I just remember seeing um, a lot of uh, Woz's uh, watches when he was going through a, a watch phase, and he, he had he kept posting on, on his Facebook page, and he had different watches all the time, and he had one mechanical watch, and it was just really intriguing. You just look at it and go, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I have, I mean, I have the first watch I ever got, I have all the watches I've ever had. I got a couple at work at different work anniversaries. I have a Jules Jurgens. I have a Citizen. I have. I don't have any real high end watches. Uh, now I have a, a, a friend of the show, listener Jim, uh, who I mentioned last week. He's a big watch collector, and he has a ton of watches. And he has some really nice ones. He's shown them to me when I uh, met up with him. Uh, so he has some really nice watches. The He's the one that explained to me why why they call on a uh, Apple Watch why they call things complications. I don't know if you heard that episode or not, Mark. No, I, I haven't had a chance to listen, unfortunately. Well, this goes back a ways. Um, the reason they call them complications is because on the original watches you had the mechanics and the stuff to run the watch. Well, when you wanted to add something like uh, another time zone, the date, the day of the week, or something like that, you introduced additional mechanics and made it more complicated or you added a complication to the watch so kudos to apple for actually 
using an actual time-related or a clock-related thing for something that's digital. So an, a digital equivalent to an analog problem or an analog... Uh, well, it, the dig, well, the digital crown does that as well um, with that sort of traditional feel of a traditional watch. And I, I love the way that they've done that. They actually, I reckon they've done a pretty good job. Because, um, look, buttons are great and virtual buttons on a screen are great, but sometimes just manual buttons or, or you know, the digital crown, for instance, it is wonderful. I would love to see a lot more analog mixed with digital um, because you get a lot more finite movement. I've been recently looking at picking up a um, an OPPO DAC for the iPhone and it's the HA2 model for anyone uh, interested and basically it's got an, an analog um, volume switch um, that just turns and it just gives you that really minute control over the volume level, whereas I feel the, the plus and minus rocket buttons on the iPhone and iPad and so forth, they tend to either jump the music just a little bit too loud or they jump it a little bit too soft and... I, I want that more finite control that you get. You can even you can do it on the Mac as well. You hold down something like Option, uh, yeah, option, option. Control, and or, or something, and then press the volume up and down, and you can have that more finite control. It's still not the same as analog, uh, but it gives you a, a, a better gradation um, with changing volume levels. So anything. There's there's still some good things from the analog world that just shouldn't be disregarded because digital um, gives us a little bit more flexibility and stuff like that. I, I think a merging of the two is always good. Yeah, no, it's it is always, you know, it's the fact that they link the two together. I guess is what I really like. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, uh, so we teased this the next topic a bit last week on the show, and uh, we actually got a couple tweets about it i know uh, dorothy tweeted out about it mike has a a a new old piece new of, to me new to him old to other people but an excellent piece <laughs> of equipment that he wants to tell us about yeah i i mentioned it on the show last week and i got it wednesday and i got it set up and i think i've got it mostly tweaked right now but uh in case uh yeah mark said he hasn't caught up so i'll uh, let him know i got a um 2012 Mac Mini, the good ones before they neutered the, uh, the oh, Mac yeah. Minis. Yeah, no, so that's, they're, they're still the best ones. They're still new. I was talking to um, a, a good friend oh, about six months ago because he wanted to run sort of little servers off them and, and so forth. He does uh, application testing and building, and he goes because he, he knew that I did a lot more in the Mac community than he did, and he said to me, "How come the Apple screwed?" The Mac Mini, you can't get a quad-core processor anymore. And I'm like, what? I looked it up. <laughs> yeah, you can't. They, they totally, Apple screwed Mac Mini and screwed iMac, and you got to spend the fortune to get a decent computer anymore. So, yeah, kudos to you, Mike, for picking up one of those because they're awesome. Yeah, I got it through uh, OWC Mac sales. Um, so it's a 2012. It's a, let me bring up the... Uh, the brag list here, uh, so I can remember a 2.3 uh, gigahertz Core i7, 16 gigs of memory. Um, it's the server model, and uh, they had replaced uh, the server model came with two gigabyte hard drives. Well, somebody replaced one of the gigabyte hard drives with a 256 SSD, um, 
And so, and you know, the rest of the stuff is pretty much the same Intel graphics and all that stuff. But it's not a bad uh, thing. It's it's pretty good. I'm trying to get things moved around, and I it came with what was ten point five? Was that Snow Leopard? Uh, that was Leopard. Ten point six was Snow Leopard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, whatever came out in 2012. Uh, so that was uh, so. The first thing I had to do was I plugged it in and just had update the OS. And then once I got that done, I used Migration Assistant and just kind of moved everything from my MacBook over to here because I didn't want to. I suppose I could have done a clean install, but I just didn't want to have to try and find the licenses for uh, some mm-hmm. things and. And that I just didn't want to mess around that much, so I copied things over. Now I think I'm going to delete some things. Like I don't, I might as well delete Steam on here because I don't really think the Intel graphics are going to be that good for playing games. Or That's anything the. Like that. Is that still the JMI nine fifty on that model, Mike, or is is that a uh... Intel four thousand? I've. Um... Okay, so it's the HD four thousand. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's one step below the HD 5000 I've got in my MacBook Air. It's usable, um, but, yeah, your experience isn't going to be anything like you're no. used to. No, and my plan is to take my MacBook, uh, kind of clean up. I think I'll keep the Mac OS on the SSD, but uh, the hard drive in the MacBook was failing, the original one. So I've got one here. I've had it here for a year. I've just been too lazy to put it in. Uh, put the uh, It's a 7200 uh one or a, a terabyte hard drive I'm going to put in there, put Windows on that, and then kind of make my MacBook into my gaming computer because that's got mm-hmm. the uh, AMD. Oh, let's see here now. Um, it's got a discrete graphics card in it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, I was going to try and bring that up here. Uh, Where's it at? H. Well, no, it's telling me. No, it's got. I know it's got the AMD in here, but it's telling me it's got the HD. Apparently, oh, you, you, must, you, yeah, no, you've got the uh, the switchable graphics. Right. Where you've got the right. the uh, yeah. integrated plus the discrete because the right. the difference, of course, is the processing power and the battery power that it oh, requires. Yeah. So, if you run on battery, go uh, integrated. If you run on electricity, go discrete. Yeah, so I can't pull it up right now, but I know it's not too bad. It's got a gig of uh, uh, processing uh, memory in it, uh, so it's not. I, it'll it won't be too bad. I mean, it's probably not going to be the most awesome uh, gaming laptop in the world, but it's not going to suck. Uh, certainly not like trying to do anything on the Mac Mini here, uh, as far as like mm. Borderlands or anything like that. So, um, so I'm going to take Steam off. I've moved my uh, um, iTunes library that I don't use very often, but I keep it around anyway. I moved that over to the spinning hard drive, and then I I'm able. There's a few things I'm frustrated with, not with Apple, but with just some of the services I use. Um, I Dropbox will let you pick where you want to put your uh, files when you download them. So I got going to the spinning drive, mm-hmm. but then I've got Amazon, and I can't really see. Uh, I did some googling, and somebody on Windows was talking about having to hack the registry. So I imagine there's a plist file. I don't know if I want to mess around with that, but it'd be nice if they would. Uh, Amazon and Google, if they would let me pick that I want the files stored on the spinning hard drive, not on my SSD, that kind of frustrates me just a little bit. But yeah, really, Apple does the same thing with iCloud too, which is a shame. Right. And but I'm not really so concerned about that so much because um, a few weeks ago I got that my um, 
server up and running. And one of the things I'm doing is, and I uh, this last week, I think it was a week before, I downloaded GoodSync, and I'm using that to sync. Uh, with that, you can sync uh, your different cloud services. So uh, I'm using it to sync basically with Amazon because that's going to be my backup solution as well as uh, my cameras and my phones and everything saves the photos to the Amazon photo drive on there, although I've got the store everything for $60 a year plan through Amazon. So uh, what I've got it doing is basically syncing uh, the files on the computer with the uh, files in the drive or in the cloud. So then that way, if I take pictures of my camera, I get on Wi-Fi and turn it on, it'll be uploaded to Amazon and then it'll be downloaded to the computer here at home. So, you know, I've got local uh, files and I got cloud files and same way uh, stuff I have on the computer will be backed up to the cloud. So I've got, hopefully my base is you know, mostly covered. So having Amazon on my Mac mini wasn't that important. Uh, not enough for me to go screwing around with it too much. Cause as long as it's on the server and everything's connected to the network, I can just go across the server and get it rather than having it on the Mac mini. And with, you know, gigabit ether, uh, uh, Ethernet. Uh, Ethernet. Yeah, there we go. Um, that's not that big a deal unless I'm pulling some incredibly huge file over. It's not that big a deal. So I'll just have the, uh, the, uh, my Xeon server basically pulling down the information. And then if I need it, I can just go over there. If I want to have a local copy and pull it over, it's not that big a thing. So, um, so I kind of have a strategy in mind here. Well, that's cool. That's pretty I'm, cool. Yeah. I, I'm sorry to see that they did neuter the thing because, that would have been a nice a nice choice. It's still a good choice for a computer, for a basic computer for some people. Right. But with it ha- not that's, having... That's a- the problem. It's all, it's all basic now. They just haven't got a pro user Mac Mini anymore. Yeah. No. If, if it was a quad core, I would still consider buying one for my own use. But mm-hmm. if it be, by it be only being a dual core... And I know, folks, these are first world problems for us. <laughs> but I hate to step away from a quad core when I've been used to it, so... Right. Yeah. And the only thing is, you know, gaming, but I've got my HP over here for playing games, or I have my MacBook now for playing games. So that wasn't a real big issue. I don't do Photoshop and I don't do video editing. So, um, and I don't know. I, I, how much does Photoshop, oh, I suppose that we use the graphics card more depending upon what you're doing, I suppose. But, yeah, so really, you know, I'm not the power user I'd like to think I am. So, really, I think this this Mac Mini is going to be fine for what I want to do. Um, like I say, mm-hmm. with the provisions, but, you know, play games on something else and whatever. So Yeah, no, I... Yeah, I well, go ahead, Mark. I was just going to say, speaking of games, I've actually, um, Sony, about oh, two months ago, two and a half months ago, released... Um, the software so that you could actually play PlayStation 4 games on uh, like a MacBook Air and I've been doing that and what happens is it's just all the processing in that is done on the PlayStation 4 itself but it streams the video across and you just connect your PlayStation 4 controller into your laptop or your your Mac and then you can play the games uh, perfectly as if you were sitting at your HDTV so uh, it works really well for me because I can now play the PlayStation that's in my son's room and not have to, you know, I can come out and sit anywhere I like and still enjoy the experience. And uh, that's that's been pretty good. So there are other options um, coming to, to play games. And Xbox does something similar with Windows 10. Um, 
So there's a lot of cool stuff that, that can be done. And, Mike, you might, might find that with Windows 10 if you did pick up an Xbox loader on down the track. Well, I can do the same can thing. Just continue it. I can do the same thing with Steam. Steam has their yeah. um, yep. the, their streaming thing. And so maybe, you know, um, uh, a wild idea. Maybe I'll try and pay down my credit card here. But um, I'm thinking maybe next year um, – I might buy the parts, and I don't do the hardware. My son does the hardware, but um, mm-hmm. buy some stuff. Maybe build myself a gaming computer next year. Um, you know, maybe like a Kick-Ass one or something like that. Uh, we'll see. Water cool and everything. That'll be perfect. Yeah, or you know, or, hmm, water. Well, I guess if you don't screw with it, water cooling's fine. Now, when mm-hmm. I mentioned the kid that we uh, that the high school kid that had the computer shop here in town, we hung out over there, and they did, he did a lot of water cooling. And if you did it and left it alone, it was fine. But they were always tinkering and doing stuff um, with them, and so sometimes they had leaks, sometimes they had issues. But once you get it installed and you leave it alone, yeah, water cooling is fine. So uh, mm-hmm. I. I would like to just try a full board gaming computer once, and I'm sure that if I talk to a hardcore gamer, they say, "Oh yeah, there's a difference." I'm just curious to see if I can see what it is. But uh, uh, there's, there's there's definite differences, um, but I, I mean, it just depends how much money you want to sink into it. Right. And it really it really becomes it's a li- little bit like audio, um, you know. Right. You, you can keep spending stupid amounts of money on audio and keep getting small and little incremental uh, increases, but at some stage you've got to turn around and say, you know what, I'm I'm kind of happy with what I've got too. Um, I've I've seen some gaming computers that are just absolutely excessive, and and it's like you would not ever need that, but if you can do it, some people go, well, why not? Oh yeah, I mean it's the same thing. It's the same thing with anything. It's like you know, if you can do it, if you can afford to do it, why the heck not? It wouldn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt anything. I mean, I've seen some of these fancy rigs with the lights and stuff in them and all that sort of thing. You know, so it's it is kind of cool. I, I have to admit a little bit the uh, the some of those boutique builds of PCs that I've seen out there are I, just are just amazing looking. Yeah, I've got to say I love the Alienware brand. Yeah. Um, now, bear in mind that's owned by Dell now, um, or Dill. Uh, but, you know, I've never been a fan of Dell. I, look, I had a Dell computer years ago when I was still, well, not still, when I was uh, on Windows for a couple of years for work-related tasks, and it did its job, but it was never fantastic. Um, but I'll, I'll say this much. If I, was, if I was cashed up, because they do cost a lot, if I was cashed up and um, wanting to get predominantly a gaming PC or a gaming laptop, I'd, I'd look straight at the Alienware brand. Uh, but they're going to set you back a hell of a lot more than building one yourself. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you another boutique brand that I've followed for a little while, um, and I think it's because of one of the people I follow on uh, YouTube, uh, is uh, Puget Systems. They're out of Puget Sound uh, in the Northwest. They build some really fancy build-to-order uh, boutique PCs, and I mean, you can trick mm-hmm. out a rig to the to the ultimate if you really wanted to. So, and they, Mike, you should use a Raspberry Pi as a Minecraft server. Sorry, Kevin, I know I derailed you there, but it just came to me. How cool would it be <laughs> to have a Raspberry Pi as a Minecraft server? Well, well see that uh, my yeah, uh, Minecraft 
Mike, you're sideloning on me. I may as well. And we lost him. Uh, come, Michael. We'll uh, you, you appear to be having. Connection. Do I sound better now? You're getting there, but your video is frozen with your mouth hanging open. <laughs> well, it's kind of normal. His joy, I think, his joy hit the floor at the Minecraft idea. <laughs> I think what I was trying to do, I have limited bandwidth here. I was trying to like do this and look up stuff. And I think, and you guys started sideloning when uh, uh, I was trying to look up the newest NVIDIA graphics card, which is like, I don't know, 600 bucks or something like that. It's yeah. like freaking mm -hmm. insane. Yeah, you're coming back to us now. So, listeners, we apologize okay. for the uh, for Mike. The going, yeah, we'll cover. We apologize, we'll that... but we're too lazy to edit it. Yes, well, there we go. We can edit. I'll just edit out the part where Mark says anything. Cheers. <laughs> I wonder what the show would sound like if you just took all my parts out. Fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably. <laughs> Poor Mark, he can't catch a break. I'll even nah, give him ten. I, I stopped trying these days. I'll give him ten geek points just on the basis of my insult. Well, <laughs> basically, well, I'll throw my own insult in here. Basically, uh, Mark is the soybean filler in our hamburger here. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> nice. There's a metaphor that people will, will want to visualize. <laughs> Oh me! So I I I take it to you, you are liking the Mac Mini back to where we started. <laughs> oh sure, yeah. And this afternoon I was uh, fooling around with some things and uh, trying to, like I say, I, I'm the Xeon server. I was trying to automate some stuff on there, downloading stuff. Then I started messing around with the Mac here, and um, I was setting up Keyboard Maestro to do my keyboard shortcuts because I just got a little annoyed with text expander and they're i think they've kind of come back around but by that point i already bought uh i already had keyboard maestro but i upgraded it uh with for text expansion um because when they were going to uh you know you uh they were going to do the host the servers themselves you couldn't host it through dropbox and it was going to basically become a subscription service uh and then the the last time they upgraded they kept uh, each time I would boot up the computer, there would be this window that would pop up. You want to upgrade to the newest version, and you, I couldn't make it go away. Um, and I, there was some sort of a hack. I think Bart talked about you had to go in and edit something, but the fact that you got to edit something to make a freaking pop up go away, and I kept saying, "No, I don't want to upgrade. No, I don't want to upgrade," and it kept popping up every time. That was sort of annoying. So they just, it's just one of those things. They just went one step over the line, and I just kind of said, screw it. Um, so I'm setting up uh, Keyboard Maestro. And, you know, the nice thing about that one is you can also automate tasks. So I've got some keyboard sh uh, shortcuts set up. So, like, when you go to podcast for this one, um, I hit ZGSE um, for Geekiest Show Ever, and it'll start up Skype, and it'll open up the show notes. Um, I think that's about all it does. For, but um, when we do Sci-Fi Tech Talk, I'll have it open up Skype, open up our show notes, plus also IMDb and Wikipedia, because that's the ones we use most often, and open up the calendar so that if we decide you know, when we're going to have the next show, that'll all be handy. So I can just have my t 
typing in a few letters, I can have everything automated and just pop up like that. Because, yeah, it's a computer That's and cool. I'm lazy and, and I'm geeky, yeah. Um, but, you know, you can just do things like that. So, you know, you don't have to sit there and make sure everything's open and everything's ready. Now, I wish I could fully automate it, um, you know, as to what we're like what we're doing for that week i still have to go into each one of those things and um i can't um now i've talked to julie i think that's just a matter of she shared the fold well she i can't get to the top level folder for some reason i don't think and maybe i'm doing it wrong but anyway i wish i could to the top level folder and then just be able to click on the current you know show notes for what we're doing and the same way with uh wikipedia and and who knows maybe i need to look into uh um uh, keyboard maestro maybe there's some way that i could have it put a text input field in there so like say if we're doing dark matter when i go to start it up it'll say type in you know the show you're doing or whatever and then it would plug it into wikipedia and imdb and bring it up for me uh again first world problems people but you know it's just i i've always believed that if you have a computer it should be doing that mundane bs for you so you can mm-hmm. concentrate on other stuff do you think it's possible we could automate Mark? I reckon sure. you could quite easily replace me. Well, I'm not think, talking about one of those little bird things that just falls over and dips in the water. Well, I think all we'd have to do is just have a random word generator and just have them string it together. And, you know, maybe we'd have to program it a little bit and have noun, verb, and adjective every once in a while and make sure it's got a few swear words in there. So um, it's, it's possible. Okay. Well, you know. I like it. I do There's too. a challenge. If you if you guys can do it, then I can take extended leave from the show. And you weren't already. Wait, what? <laughs> I came it, back this week. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, this is the bagging on Mark episode. This is fun. That, it's not just this one episode I'm on, and even some when I'm not. I think that's why I don't bother listening when I'm not on. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably for your own sanity. That's probably yeah, a good pretty, idea. Pretty, pretty much, because you guys are the best friends ever. Yeah, that's it. Good with that. <laughs> yes. We and love I, you as much as we can without drawing blood. That's right. <laughs> and I just pasted into the show notes the re, the, the replacement for Mark as, the, as, as a host. Oh, I've got to check this. Oh, yeah. yeah they're cool. <laughs> I, I like those, actually. They're not bad. Yeah, the famous drinking bird. <laughs> yep, with with the cool top hat, I like it. It it looks surprisingly like you. Well, yeah, big butt and all, yeah. Well, and I wear a hat everywhere I go too. So that's true. So something I had uh, something uh, another topic I had put in the show notes that uh, I wanted to talk about was I think I've mentioned it before. My oldest, uh, I we got her a phone for Christmas, and. Um, she started having troubles with it. It was an LG something. It's an Android phone. So she started having trouble with the screen. It like had a dead area on it. So mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I'm tired of screwing around. So I went and I found on sale a Motorola Moto, Motorola Moto E phone for her. And we got it yesterday. And you talk about a nice little phone that runs Android and runs it re- really, really well. Excuse me. I mean, it's zippy, it's fast, it feels good in the hand. I mean, it's a nice little phone, and I caught it on sale for $30. Okay. <laughs> and, I mean, you can put an SD card up to 32 gigs in it. And, mm-hmm. I mean, 
So you end up with that. A... that yeah, that, that's the thing that kills me. As you guys know, that the iPhone doesn't do is yeah. not having that SD card. It's the it's the one limitation that I just wish that Apple would overcome. Everything else I can forgive that they don't have that Android has, but the SD card expansion is really short sighted. Yeah, that's that's a bad thing. Well, the other thing too is though with Android, is you have to fight sometimes with the SD card storage. I was. Right. On my Android tablet, and here's the funny thing, on my Android phone that I have, that's my second phone I've talked about before, it's running 4.1, I think, or something like that, I can't remember, KitKat, and the SD card works okay, and in my Android 5 tablet, I have a terrible time, It, it sees it really easily, but I can't get the damn data to write over to it for some reason. It's huh. just, I mean, certain applications, not all applications. Have you, have you tried a different SD card? Yes. Okay, because sometimes I do go bad. Yeah, I mean, it'll it, it keeps telling me different. Some apps say, "Oh, the card is right protected," or something. No, it's not right protected. It's not. It says, "Well, it's not mounted." Yeah, it is mounted. Oh. Now, is that from app to app, or is it? Do you think that? You no, know, it, it, it it varies from app to app. Okay. So, Reformat. Huh? Yes, I've reformatted. Did you reformat? Yeah. yeah. Reform- and it's just it's it's just bizarre the way it works. I mean, it's nice to have the the support, but Jesus, don't make it so damn hard. Right. And supposedly, I think in uh, Marshmallow, whatever number that is, six. Um, six. Okay. Uh, I think they had it so that the it would incorporate the SD card storage into regular storage, so it all looked the same. So if you had a thirty-two gig uh, phone and a 32 gig card. Supposedly, you'd have 64 gigs of storage, and the operating system really wouldn't care where anything is stored. Now, uh, my NVIDIA tablet, it's the older generation. They haven't released, and I haven't just. I just don't know if I want to try and flash a, uh, a new ROM onto that thing or not. They haven't released Marshmallow for that. Now, the newest one, the K1 that NVIDIA came out with, supposedly that's out there. And I think even then, some people are maybe having some mixed results with this whole combining the SD card thing. But, I mean, in theory, that's cool. I mean, I wish, you know, Apple would do something like that or at least put the hooks in there so that if you wanted to, because, uh, oh, shoot, who's the... Uh, uh, case maker that's got um, uh, storage built in, the battery case and storage. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, not Mophie? Not Mophie? Mer- uh, yeah, Mophie. That's the ones. Uh, I think it's their power pack or something like that. So it's battery and it's got S, uh, you know storage put in there, but it's like everything else. It treats it like you have to, uh, iTunes won't recognize it, and nothing else will recognize it. So you have to use this just just the same as like having Wi-Fi storage or something like that. You have to use the special app to play your music, to play your videos. It's not like it's incorporated into the phone. It is a way to have stuff on your phone and have it handy. But it would be nice if you could go through the phone's, you know, uh, hard, uh, software. Yeah, OS to uh, uh, access this stuff instead of having to go into a you know, it's not the maker's prior uh, um, priority software, but, I mean, it's what you're stuck with. It's the only way you'll make it work. Uh, and, it, you know, it's usually basic stuff. You can play music, but you can't make playlists. You can't do anything else. You know, the video player is, is basic, which is probably fine. But, you know, it's just frustrating, and I wish, you know, 
they would do something about that, even if you know they don't think SD cards are great. Put the hooks in there, so if somebody wanted to, you know, do things through the lightning connector there with extra storage, they would be allowed to. But you know, Apple's got to have uh, tight control on things, and they wouldn't want somebody else doing that. So it'll never happen. But in theory, I think it could. Well, I mean, you have that, then you have the other end of the spectrum that I'm dealing with within Android, where okay, you can stick these cards in. But then you have, you know, mixed results and how well it yes. works across the different OSs. Right. And, uh, you know, that's that's a disappointing thing, too. So it's frustrating from the Apple side for where you can't you can't do it easily or you, can't, you don't even have the ability. The Android side where, oh, I can stick the card in, but let's see if the app's going to cooperate and actually recognize. I mean, it, the apps, all of them recognize the card being there. Just some of them say, oh, no, I don't know. I'm not going to play with that card. Sorry, go away. <laughs> So, you know, it's it's a, a it's a mixed metaphor here of of tricks and stuff. But I did want to bring that up. I just I know the Moto E when it first came out had really good reviews, and it is a nice little phone. So if somebody wanted a really basic phone, uh, you can find them on Amazon for you know around thirty dollars US, and it would you know if you if you just need a basic phone for somebody and they weren't as picky about the operating system as somebody like the three of us might be. I would encourage you to go out and grab one. I'm truly impressed. It's probably the nicest Android phone I've picked up. So I, I would say it's a good idea for those that want to give it a shot. So, well, folks, I think that's about where we're going to wrap it up this week. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. It's been it's been so lovely to have Mark back to irritate this week, even though we couldn't <laughs> see him on video to irritate him. In, in a yeah, I, I like it this way. I, I think I might do this on a more permanent basis. Well, if you hmm. do, if you do, I have <laughs> one request. What's that? Please put a better picture up on your Skype profile. Uh, is, is it an old picture or something? No, or just, just, an a, ugly just put a picture of Gretel or something. Just a <laughs> or a horse. Oh, oh, gotcha, or okay. something. something that's yeah, more right. Something that's better to look at. <laughs> Well, either that or I was thinking if we could just sit there and, like, you know, uh, Photoshop it and we could, you know, put a hat and a mustache. Ooh, yeah, that's an idea. So, listeners, there's a challenge for you. Nice. Photoshop Mark's picture so it looks more interesting on <laughs> Skype. <laughs> I, I, I'm, picturing, I'm picturing a palm tree and, you know... Uh, a couple dolphins. And, oh, I'm yeah. thinking of making him look more like a hardcore biker, you know, in a biker gang or something like that. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, you tattoos know. and a pierced nose. Yeah, there we go. And with the little oh, little thing that runs from nose. his tattoos are cool. The one that goes from his nose up to his eyebrow or something like that, with a little chain dangling down. There you go, or to his ear or something, or yeah, you know, put, or you know, for people who I, grew up I, in the farm. The, the ring that goes through the nose yeah. and a chain coming out of it. And, yeah. Good grief. <laughs> and for anyone interested in checking out where they can find out more about me before <laughs> these two guys end up ruining my whole persona, go across to subjectivesounds.com. Yes, uh, I do incur all jokes aside, folks, please go check out Mark's new site. It is amazing, even for somebody like me that doesn't enjoy music. I enjoy reading it occasionally, so... I would suggest that you all go there. And, and since Mark's already started with the outroductions ahead of schedule, I will move on to Mr. McPeak. Yeah, you, you can find me um, you know, uh, on Twitter, DSC Chipman, and I have my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. Um, and uh, I'll throw a plug in for uh, Sci-Fi.
tech talk where, uh, like I say, real life keeps interfering from time to time, but we're still working out. We're still trying to get a schedule uh, figured out here. And eventually, hopefully, we'll kind of reach a point where we can get shows out more regularly. We've been, we've been trying. So uh, anyone out there, don't worry. We're, we're working on it. It's just been a little difficult uh, lately here. But um, you can go check that out at uh, scifitechtalk.com. Yes, Mike, I certainly hope you do get more regular because I know that'll be quite a relief for you. Yes, it'll be a great, great relief <laughs> for Jeff and Julie, too. So, yeah. so uh, if you want to find out more about me, folks, the place I'm most likely to hang out is Twitter at twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A, or you can find some other links to stuff I might be involved in over at uh, about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. If you want to find out more about the show, please go over to geekiestshowever.com. Reviews and comments in iTunes are always welcome, good, bad, or indifferent. If you'd like to give Mark some extra geek points, just drop us a line on Twitter and share the geek points. I know Dorothy and Elisa have a ton of points that they've earned over the years, uh, so they're more than welcome to throw a few points Mark's way if they feel the need. So you know, it always if you feel sorry for me, yeah, that would that would help. That would help. Please pity Mark. Because he worries about the Klingons. So just pity him as, as need be. Folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show. We've certainly enjoyed bringing it to you. And please remember, between now and next week, if you do nothing else, don't forget to hug a geek. Hi, everyone. It's Guy from the MyMac.com podcast, and I'm here to tell you about the show. I wish Gaz was here, but apparently he's too busy, so... Hey, hold on a minute. I'm right here. What are you going on about? Well, I was about to cut a promo, but you always seem busy doing other things. Okay, now you've cheesed me off, so I'm turning you into a chipmunk. <laughs> sure, like you have the power to do that. Whoa, what did you just do to me? Like I said, I turned you into a chipmunk. Now be quiet while I do the promo. Why do I have a sudden craving for lettuce? The MyMac.com podcast is a fun look at all the goings-on in the Mac world. We involve the listeners in a show to talk about what's important to them and interview people who do amazing things with their Macs and iOS devices. A carrot might be nice. You can contact us via Facebook, Twitter, Skype, as well as email. I have an urge to climb trees really fast. Shh! Find us in iTunes by searching under my Mac. You'll find us and a lot of other great shows all under the Stoplight Network. Hey, I can scratch behind my ears with my foot. If you promise to be good, I'll change you back. I don't know. I'm kind of digging the fur. The MyMac.com podcast. Done by a Brit and apparently now a chipmunk. <laughs>